0: This is a diet of Brussels. What does the Dutch uh, referendum result mean for the uh, UK? So uh, I'm recording this on Friday morning, so uh, Thursday morning rather, so the, the morning after the uh, results uh, started to come through. So we know at the moment that uh, this vote, which was a um, somewhat unusual uh, vote in many ways, was uh, produced a very large uh, rejection of uh, the EU-Ukraine trade agreement, uh, association agreement uh, that had been uh, signed uh, two years ago. Uh, And we know that it's uh, just above the uh, minimum threshold that it's needed to be a, a valid vote, which is at 30%. Now, the reason it's it's unusual is that this is uh, the first time that uh, the Dutch have held this kind of referendum, that they've held votes before, and most uh, relevantly, they've uh, uh, rejected the constitutional treaty back in 2005. But they introduced a new provision uh, last year that allowed uh, for uh, citizens to submit a a petition for uh, an advisory uh, vote on a particular piece of legislation. And uh, campaigners, uh, for a variety of reasons, chose this uh, accession agreement, this association agreement, rather, as a first effort. And they easily gathered the number of signatures uh, that they needed. Now, uh, the complication here, really, is that uh, what we have... Uh, now is a situation where uh, an agreement that's been ratified by all the other member states uh, and has been uh, approved already by the Dutch uh, Parliament uh, has now got into a position where it's in in an effective limbo. Uh, And one of the things that... um, the Dutch Prime Minister is going to have to do uh, in the coming weeks is work out quite how he takes account of this non-binding vote, but very clear rejection of uh, the proposed uh, activity. Now, this matters in a number of different ways for the UK. Firstly, it tells us a bit about the way in which referenda uh, work. Uh, Secondly, it tells us a bit about the way that people understand issues. In terms of the process side of things, uh, this vote really highlights the the, the complexity of unpicking what a referendum result and decision means. Is it that people have rejected this uh, agreement per se, or is it that they have uh, used the opportunity to uh, show their disapproval either of the EU more generally, or some aspect of the EU, you know, a lot of people uh, in the Netherlands were talking about this as being uh, trying to stop uh, enlargement or about uh, particular policy developments, all things which weren't actually in the uh, agreement text at all. Also, you see evidence that some people were motivated by disapproval either of the government or of politics more generally. Um, and certainly, we know that from 2005, uh, with that uh, constitutional treaty uh, vote, that, that the key motivator was not about the substance of the text, it was about the way in which people had not, didn't feel that they'd been involved in the process of uh, producing that text. So, uh, just as it's not clear what people are voting on, it's also not clear what they want to happen, that uh, the referendum. Uh, a referendum really only provides for two options, do this or do that. It doesn't say, you know, we, we don't want this to happen or we want you to go away and renegotiate it or that we need to change something. So, uh, again, the, the passing of uh, the result is, is particularly problematic. We're going to see a similar thing here in the UK where uh, if we have a vote to leave, it doesn't actually say what the relationship should be like or what we should be doing just as if we vote to remain it doesn't say well do we just try and keep it as it is are we trying to push forward on something we're we trying to move back all of those things remain open it really highlights the complexity of a referendum uh, campaign which is that you need to think very carefully about what the implications might be of a result that you might vote in a particular way but that might not be how it is then treated and if you want a more local example you might think back to the Scottish referendum and quite what that means. So the Danish uh, vote is important both because it provides an additional issue that the European Union has to grapple with in the coming months, uh, made all the more complex by the fact that the Dutch hold the uh, presidency uh, for this half of the year. So they're a little bit bound by the conventions about what uh, the presidency can do and how much accommodation there can be. But also, potentially, it gives a marker for uh, British voters to say, well, OK, the Dutch can uh, reject this, uh, or we can reject membership. Now, it's worth noting this is a very different subject. This is about a particular agreement that doesn't, uh, if it's not implemented, doesn't particularly change anything in terms of Dutch membership. It's a very different proposition from the British referendum, which is about membership as a whole. So the amount to which we can carry over uh, debates, I think, is going to be a bit limited. But it also, I think, gives us some interesting perspectives as we go along.